marriage feels more like The Walking Dead than Sleepless in Seattle, it's time for the Legendary Marriage Podcast. We're your hosts, Danielle and Justin Williams, and we know that marriage is hard work. And we believe it can be an adventure full of laughter, fun, and building a connection that lasts. So we're on a mission to inspire and challenge you to live the adventure of a legendary marriage. All right, here we are. This is it. We're doing it. We're doing it. We're episode one-ing it. Yes. Welcome. This is episode one, season one of the Legendary Marriage Podcast. I'm Justin. This is Danielle. Yep. And oh, it is so good to be sitting here doing this. It's a random afternoon day, and we are finally recording the first episode of the Legendary Marriage Podcast. And I, it's, I, I just, I'm almost at a loss for words. This is the fulfillment of about three and a half years of dreaming and praying and talking about it and writing stuff and then going back to the, to the blank page and going over it again and recording and re-recording and researching and fr- equipment. friends and, encouraging us, like, yeah. when are you going to actually do this? Yeah, so we're, we're fin- to be finally here with you is is so exciting this is one of the the best things that we've done in a in a long time and so we're really excited to share it with you and looking forward to hearing from you what you think it's been a lot of work we've had a few moments along the way we had a moment uh right before we hit record but (laughs) um yeah, we do, we do get along, though, yeah. for the most part. No, I'm just kidding. We really, we've had a blast doing this. I feel like more often than not, we've been hysterically rolling on the floor at oh my gosh. You how guys, much fun we're having together. And, you know, it's really nice to be inside right now. So we're in Austin, Texas, and it's fall. And, you know, we're both... And you're thinking fall, crisp leaves, cool breezes, campfires and marshmallows and pumpkins and leaves falling and all of that. And that means... That doesn't mean anything to us in Austin, Texas. Yeah, no, no. It means it's still stinking hot. And it's actually been not not as hot this week. No, I mean, but we do really look forward to fall. I mean, I am a fall girl. Justin and I grew up in Ohio, in Toledo, Ohio. Mudhen, shout out. Go Mudhen. Go Mudhens. Go Walleye. <laughs> Go glass capital of the world. Well, kind of, yeah. Is it still the glass capital? I don't know. That's the claim to fame. Holy Toledo. Toledo from uh, uh, MASH. Oh, yeah. Jamie Farr. Jamie Farr. Home of Jamie Farr and Katie Holmes and Danielle Williams. And Justin Williams. Yeah. Those are are the important ones here. Um, (laughs) So, yeah. so, So, fall in Austin, Texas is not anywhere near what it is. No, it's a drastically different experience. It's glorious in its own way. Yeah. Um, You'll never hear me complain, really, about the weather. No. Hey, we can go swimming. (laughs) It's fall. We can go swimming. Who needs a pumpkin patch? We can go swimming. Yeah. We'll we'll go to the pumpkin patch, but, you know. In December. 
It it'll be a it'll be a very <laughs> tight window of time. There won't be dawdling because it'll be ninety degrees, and the, oh the girls gosh. will lose their gourd. <laughs> you see what I did there? Um, I always see what you're doing, honey. Anyway, but seriously, one time we did go to the pumpkin patch that's like an hour away from here, and we were like dressed in our little fall clothes, and we thought, oh, we're gonna get some cute pictures, wear like our corduroy pants and and our sweaters, and seriously, it was ninety some degrees, and pretty much. A hundred percent of the people there were like dying of heat exhaustion because they had the yeah. same idea. It was not a pretty Get your water bottles, seven dollars for four ounces. Here you go. <laughs> it's a pumpkin patch miracle. We don't have any cash. Please help us. Hey, there's an ATM machine over by the squash. And it's 50 people deep. Anyway. <laughs> So we're Danielle and Justin Williams, and uh, we wanted to take this first episode of the show to just tell you a little bit about us, to tell you some of our story, uh, so you can get to know us. Uh, mm-hmm. As we move forward, we're gonna we're gonna talk about a, a whole variety of topics and have guests and things like that. But for right now, we just wanted to introduce ourselves. Mm-hmm. We've been married fifteen years. Fifteen years. Uh, it'll it'll be fifteen years. November seventeenth. Yes. Thank you for remembering our anniversary, honey. I'm not always so great at that. Well, you know. I know. Even a blind squirrel finds a nut every now and then. No, you're not a blind squirrel. I feel like um, dates are of very little significance to me. So I'm glad that you remember those sorts of things and keep me on track, babe. Yeah. Thank you. So we got married uh, November seventeenth, two thousand one. We now have two beautiful little girls, mm-hmm. uh, Caroline, who is two and a half, and Allie, who is almost five. And it all began one day. This is where you get that 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 sound effect that's the going back in time. <laughs> it all began one day at a Kroger grocery store. Yes. I was back from college at, at uh, winter break, and I looked over at the register next to me and I it was like time stopped the world stopped and everything was did I paused. like did I like flip my hair up yeah. and then there was like a shining yeah. light your behind hair was me? blowing in the wind like everything else was slow motion your hair was blowing in the wind but I don't know where the wind was coming from it was probably a blizzard outside and I was no, standing near I, the door no we weren't near the door I don't know where the wind was coming from it was like something <laughs> out of a tv show <laughs> Um, I looked over and I, and I, who is that? I like, I've never seen this girl before. And so uh, I, we had a break at about the same time. And I said, Hey, you know, who are you? It's nice to meet you. Have you, you know, have you been working here long? Cause I had been gone to school for a little while and didn't know if she was where she came from. I was utterly confused by this interaction because we had worked together for about six months and he dated one of my friends and we would talk at work. And so I was very confused by the fact that he thought he was just meeting me. I don't think I ever spoke to you. I maintain that we never actually spoke or had any um, real interaction. Pretty sure that we talked all the time. So, so the truth is at this point, this day was like the, her second day or something of being a cashier. And I had been running cash register for a long time. And I was a lowly bagger. She was a lowly bagger. <laughs> and, and so somehow she just wasn't on my radar until that day. 
Well, uh, you mean bag people aren't on your radar? Only cashiers? Is that, that what that, you mean? No, that's not true. I, 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 I dated baggers and cashiers pretty equally during those days. Moving right along, the <laughs> uh, <laughs> equal opportunities for e- all. Equal, yeah, sure, sure. Wasn't um, that our la- our our labor union motto or something? I I don't know. We were <laughs> members of the union. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um. So uh, it it took me about I don't know four months five months to get her to go out with me. We we during that time we had kind of we started talking during breaks and things like that. We were work friends, and uh, I just kept asking her out and. Finally, we go out one night to this little old Italian restaurant in Toledo. It's gone now. I think it's a field or something now. But uh, it was just us and like one other table of four guys over in the other corner. And we sat down and... Uh, I think they were I, like doing doing uh, some business. Danielle thinks they were mobsters. <laughs> uh, I remember what we ate. I had uh, baked ziti. Yeah. And for dinner, and we were going out for dinner, so I had baked ziti I ordered, and then Daniel goes, you know what, I, I'm just going to have lemon ice. Italian ice. Italian ice. I'm like, okay, well, there, there, she she was hedging her bets, I think. She didn't want to commit to a meal. No, I did not want to commit to a meal. I mean, that's crazy talk. So we got there probably 10, 10, Baked ziti is like third date. <laughs> <laughs> so we got there at 10, 10, 30 at night, and sat down and we just started talking and we were having the best time. And it was like talking to one of my best friends. Um, and we closed the place out. It was after 2 a.m. when we finally left and we were wrapping things up. We knew we were, they were trying to throw us out and we knew. And, and I, I just had this, this moment where I looked over at her and I said, you know, one of these days I'm going to marry you. And I said, check please. And, and I mean, she basically stood up and said, okay, well, see you at work the next time. Bye. And left. That's why I ordered an Italian ice. I thought you were going to be a stage... That's why she drove separately, too. I thought you were going to be a stage four clinger. <laughs> and it turned out he was. See, he's still so, clinging on. So we met at the grocery no, store. we're both clinging We went out that first date and, and um, really we became incredible friends mm-hmm. during about six years of on again, off again, kind of, but not really, but let's be friends, but there's something more, but we always know. had a crazy amount of fun together. We always wanted to go on adventures. Like yeah. we would go to Cedar point. We would go to Chicago. We would just, we'd always come up with some excuse to do some crazy thing and just have fun and laugh our fool heads off. Yeah. And I was in it. I mean, I was in it. I, 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 I don't know where it came from that first date when I said, I'm going to marry you someday. But, but somehow, very quickly, I was like, this is, I, I'm in it. I'm, we're going to get married. We're going to have kids. We're going to have a life. And I think I was still stuck in Italian ice mode for a little while. A, a long while. Yeah. And um, so it was about six years of on again, off again. And then it was one summer evening. Mm-hmm. And we had been over at Danielle's parents' place, hanging out, had dinner, and we're playing euchre or cards or something like that. And uh, we decided to go for a walk. It was after dark at this point. So we decided to go for a walk. 
through the neighborhood. And we're walking down this road, uh, Beachway, in, south, in this little South Toledo neighborhood where Danielle's parents have lived forever. It's, it's, it's an absolutely adorable neighborhood. It's a great, great place. And so we're walking down this street and we're starting to talk about our relationship. And we end up at this little playground there on Beachway and we're swinging on the swings in this beautiful summer evening. And we had kind of a come to Jesus conversation about our relationship. And it was essentially, okay, uh, I'm in, are you in? Mm. I don't know. Yes, no. I, yeah, uh, 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 and Danielle just couldn't. And so the conversation turned to a, to a, like, okay, you're either in or you're out and, and we're, we need to put a stake in the ground on this. And if, if you're out, then we're moving on. And if, if we're in, then we're going, we're, we're moving into a, uh, into an intentional courtship toward engagement and marriage. This and, is AKA crap or get off the pot. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, my gambit worked. What's a gambit? Uh, my my ploy, my gambit, oh. my bluff. Oh, worked. it was a bluff. Come on, stage four clinger. Um, <laughs> so we got engaged, and we had we had been a part of this church at the time, and in a Sunday school group with a, a bunch of people, probably forty people in this different Sunday school ages, group. different life stages. And we got engaged. Uh, it was right before or after Christmas that we got engaged. Before. I think it was right before. And then that spring, some of the couples from our Sunday school group invited us to do a marriage study with them mm-hmm. at, at, at one of their, their homes. And so we sure, why not? Let's do it. We're going to hang out with these people that we like and we trust and we respect. And, and it was, we felt like, Oh, you're inviting us into this thing. Yeah, let's do it. It was, we were honored. And I remember showing up that first day. Cause we were just young and dumb and in love and we, sure, didn't, sure. we didn't know what, what we were doing. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, and there was an attitude. We did have a bit of a, the, the young dumb and in love attitude of like, okay, you know, we know what we're doing. We're going to be fine. But something, something about the invitation drew us in and we said yes. And we showed up that first time and it was at, you know, Chuck and Susan's back deck and mm-hmm. it was this beautiful summer day and probably a half a dozen other couples, six or eight mm-hmm. other couples. And we had a study. It was, uh, I think, family life marriage study or something like that. And sure, we're going through and we're answering questions and talking about things. And there's this kind of a heady space to it, like most Bible studies have. And then it just, it got very real. It got very authentic. Mm-hmm. The couple started actually sharing vulnerably, authentically yeah. about the, the struggles in their marriages, about the, the, the challenges, about the good stuff. And Danielle and I looked at each other like, wait a minute, what? These, these couples that we held, that we looked up to, we put them on pillars and we're like, oh, mm-hmm. they've got, they're perfect. Yeah. Um, wait, they, oh, okay. Well, well, we better, we better listen to what's going on here because, because if they've got these, these things going on, then we need to listen because they've been, been down the road. Looking back though, what a beautiful thing that, 
they didn't just fill in Jesus for every answer. <laughs> they actually were authentic and used their heart and went there, which is uh, so valuable. And at the time, I don't know that we could put that together, but we just knew um, that that was a great learning for us and just people that we wanted to be around. Yeah, they were just pouring into us and not even knowing us that well, but just giving us their knowledge and their heart and they prayed for us. And um, yeah, it was weird because we felt like, you know, we're the young ones in the group and we just were newly married. And some of these people had been married 10, 20, 30 years, actually some were good friends with my parents, which was an interesting dynamic. Um, and they treated us as equals. You know, we were peers with them. And uh, I know sometimes people get hung up on, you know, if you're getting into a group of friends or a small group or whatever it is that you need to be at the same life stage or you need to be the same age or mm -hmm. whatever. I think a lot of the richness came from that group in being different ages, different life stages. Um, but that was really cool that they kind of treated us as equals. And they said, uh, I, I remember, remember, I remember um, Chuck uh, recounting the, his story with Susan about how they had wanted to get engaged and everything. And I think it was his father that said something to him was, was like, just did the fatherly kind of gut check with him. And it was, it's been a long time, so I'm not, the, the accuracy of the story isn't important so much as the sentiment of it. Uh, he says, you know, son, are, are you sure? She's a great girl. Are you sure? Because we only do this once, referring to marriage. And I remember Chuck recounting that story, and it just, it made this indelible mark on me. And once we got married... Uh, we we did great for a while, and we would go every summer and have this kind of a marriage study with some friends, and and it it was it was like putting something in the in the bank, and we didn't even really know it because it took about two years for us to hit the first big bump in the road, mm -hmm. and that was. We decided to buy a rundown old ramshack house and completely gut it and remodel it and everything and get into all kinds of debt and over our heads and and up to our eyeballs and everything else. In and we had no idea what we were doing, but we figured it out together. Yeah, yeah. and it was the the investment that that those couples made in us that we made in ourselves by being a part of that study and and having community and mentorship and having faith at the center of our relationship. That's what got us through that, that first kind of a challenge, real challenge that hit our, our relationship. And then it wasn't long after that that I found myself unemployed and mm -hmm. depressed. And um, we had some other issues that were going on. And just in the, in the depth of depression and shame and everything else, I, we were in an argument, a heated fellowship, as Ben says, <laughs> Uh, my friend Ben, um, we were in this heated fellowship and I, I looked at Danielle and I just said, you're better off without me. If you want out, there's the door. I, you, you have a free, you have a free ticket. I wouldn't blame you. And 
it was essentially me throwing in the towel. And I think also you thought you were being like compassionate in some way by saying, you know, if you feel like you made a bad decision, no harm, no foul, you can get out. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. You're like wrecking my world right now because I was under the impression that we only do this once and we're going to make it work no matter what. So why are you giving me a free ticket out? What the heck is going on? It's like the, um, you feel like you're standing on this firm foundation, but all of a sudden you feel like you're on shaky ground or the rug's been pulled out from under you or whatever. Um, And I think that's what happens when people say things like that or use the D word. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, no, that's not an option. You're wrecking my world right now. And that's what happened was by, by me essentially throwing in the towel, that's what hurt her in that conversation, in that fight, more than everything else. Every other struggle that we were in the middle of. Because I was now taking a, a career crisis and a financial crisis and, turn, and adding to it a relationship crisis mm-hmm. and it, it just ripped that sense of security or stability out from underneath Danielle. And uh, I mean, since we, we've long since, you know, healed over it, healed, sure. healed through that and processed through it and everything, but we wouldn't have, if we hadn't, I'm convinced we wouldn't have made it past that moment. If we had not been invited to that group. Sure. And showed up and done the work and been witness to authentic community with other couples. Right. And so it that has shaped our marriage so significantly over the years to the point where uh, a few years ago, we actually, you know, fired up a, a marriage ministry at the church that we were serving at and had several hundred couples, a part of different groups and programs that we were doing. And um, over the years, it's just been because we have always had people mentoring and pouring into us, doing the same for others has been a natural byproduct of our relationship. Yeah, the whole community thing for us is just um, a given. Like um, if you're going to make a recipe for a good marriage... Um, one of those is definitely community and you can't hide in it. Um, you have to be real with yourself, with one another and with the whole group. And I think it just, a lot of times it takes a lot of the power out of the dark parts too. Um, when you shed light on it, when you share, when you, um, are authentic and vulnerable, um, those dark places aren't so powerful anymore. And um, our our mission when we got into, you know, the legendary marriage deal is we just want your marriage to become your deepest source of joy and greatest impact in the world. And the way you can't do that by yourself, you can't do that just in your own house. Um, it happens in community. So last summer, we were visiting with Danielle's parents. And one day we decided to go out for another walk down that same Beachway Boulevard that was way back before we got engaged, the, the place of the, the uh, come to Jesus conversation. And 
we started just walking and and talking about what was going on in our life and our marriage and with the kids and and somehow in the midst of that conversation it was it we we came back to this place of talking about this idea of legendary marriage and and uh, books and programs and ideas for helping other couples and 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 everything and for the first time I told you at the beginning this was three years or more of dreaming and thinking and processing and praying about this for the first time it was on that walk that we felt like this not not God went thou shalt goeth and doeth this but it was more the just a sense of like yeah it's time it's time to do this and so that was back in like June or July of of 2016 of this year and here we are and it's we've just been working towards this moment this day since then yeah we just had the idea that we felt like we had some sort of a magic potion like how does this work with us and it flows so well we have some special tools that we know we could share. Yeah, I'm not sure we, I, I would call it a magic potion. Maybe a recipe. Okay. You don't like potions? I don't like potion. It sounds like but a I witch or something. I definitely don't like formulas. So much of marketing, I'm a marketing <laughs> geek, so much of marketing is, here's this formula, five fantastic steps in order to blah, 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 or three simple things to do, do, do. You know, and, and formulas are very formulaic, they're, they're absolute. If you do this, you get this result. And the, the problem with a formula is that your marriage isn't a formula. You're unique. Your spouse is unique. Your relationship right. is unique. And so it's much more like a recipe. Like the, there are certain ingredients. Yeah. And if you mix them a certain way, you get bread. If you mix them a certain different way, you get cupcakes. Right. And I, I just remember on that walk that day thinking, yeah, we had a recipe <laughs> for um, for just being unrelenting in our marriage. Um, I remember on that particular day, we had a lot of tough things to talk about and some hard decisions to make. And it, it's very um, easy to, when you have discipline, difficult conversations to have to disappear to escape to numb but what do we do we get on our walking shoes and keep walking and walking and walking and walking until we've come at it from every different angle and we're like I feel like there's something in there there's other couples out there that are not ready to settle for ordinary or settle for good enough. They want legendary marriages. They want the stuff that, um, you know, where you're sitting 90 years old on the rocking chair on the porch and you're looking at each other, holding hands. Um, you've made it. Your, your marriage is your deepest source of joy and greatest impact in the world. And, um, and you have those people around you too. Yeah. In, in all the years of, of pastoring and counseling and, and coaching and just being friends with other couples, I've never met somebody who, who was of the, the idea that, you know, hey, sure, we'll get married. And yeah, as long as we can pop out a couple kids, keep, pay the bills and 
and, you know, eat pizza once a week, everything will be fine. Nobody gets married having low expectations, right? That's why we have, we grew up on fairy tales and romantic comedies and, and dramas and every kind of story about relationship that ends in, say it with me, happily ever after. Happily ever after. That, you got to work on your timing. <laughs> we want happily ever after, right? I do. I don't, I don't want to settle for, for a, a, a semi-okay thing. Well, we just didn't get divorced. Yeah, we made it. We made it's all right. It. We don't know each other. We don't we don't care. You know, the kids are gone. We're looking at each other going, who are you? I don't know. Who are you? You know, I, I don't want that. Right. And I refuse to settle for it. And we think that there, there are more than enough of you out there who would say the same thing. I'm not willing to settle. I want something more. And you know what? It's... um. It takes um, a daring couple. It takes a daring couple to transform your marriage from ordinary to legendary because um, the world doesn't see ordinary as a problem. Um, it's a success. It's fine. It's fine. There's nothing matter with an ordinary marriage. Um, ordinary is just good enough. Right. It's survival. It's good enough. But the problem with good enough is that it never really is. Yeah, you build, you know, you build resentment, contempt, defensiveness, you know, those type of things. Sure. And it doesn't just sneak up on you overnight. That that builds over the years. So if we if we're out here and we want something more than ordinary. Yeah. Why don't we have it? I I think it's just it's hard. Marriage isn't the easiest thing in the world. No, it is hard. I mean, we know what we want. We want something that's exciting and vibrant and creative and fun. And we feel connected to the other person. But the truth is you need to be intentional. It takes time. It, it takes, takes effort. It takes effort. And, you know, truth is people are, and us included, we're busy. We're overwhelmed. We... um have a lot of things that take up our time. And quite frankly, there aren't all that many great examples of legendary marriages out there. There just aren't. Um, you know, uh, for some of us, our parents had good, solid marriages. For some of us, they didn't. Mm -hmm. uh, for a very few, we could look at our parents or, or the people around us and say, Man, they have an amazing marriage. Not the, not the polish that that it looks when you're when you pull into your driveway and you look across the street and you see the sweet couple across the street and you go, oh, they they must be doing great. They've got a nice house and car and blah 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 blah. Not the comparison, but people you actually know. They're very few and far between. Yeah, and the thing about um, you're talking about the polish. Uh, the thing is, when you have a legendary marriage, it doesn't mean you're perfect um, because nobody has a perfect marriage. Nobody's perfect themselves. Um, but you just recognize that it's hard and you get after it. Um, you put work into it and, and it's worth it. And, and that requires courage. It really does. Danielle, Danielle already pointed at this. It requires courage to build a great marriage. 
And so our hope, our desire, our design, our intention, our energy and effort is pointed at providing you, the courageous few, with inspiration to to dream bigger dreams for your marriage and your family, Uh, connection in community, to, to be around other couples who are dreaming and working towards something really legendary. Uh, not only in your area, but in our Facebook community, we yeah. have uh, the Legendary Marriage Facebook group. Please jump on there and join us. Mm-hmm. Just jump over to Facebook and uh, search for Legendary Marriage. It's a, it's a private group, so you won't be able to see any of the posts, but you'll find the group. Send a request to join, and Danielle or I will approve you just as soon as we we get the note. Um, so we want to inspire you. We want to connect you. We want to equip you because, believe it or not, we've found over the 15 years of our marriage some really uh, simple and powerful skills, tools, and ideas that have helped us build a marriage that is, uh, we like to think it's something more than just ordinary. We, we have a, I think we've got a really pretty great marriage. Would you say it was legendary? I, I would say it's legendary. <laughs> so we want to share those tools and skills and ideas with you. And we're going to be doing that through this podcast, through the Facebook group, through some other programs and things that we're going to be releasing in the very near future. And we just want to invite you to be a part of this adventure. So here's what you can expect coming in the episodes of the podcast and what we're going to be doing in the Facebook group and everything. We're going to inspire you. We're going to give you encouragement and challenge you to take your marriage from ordinary to legendary. We're going to do it by sharing some of our stories and and our successes and failures by the strengths and weaknesses We're going to introduce you to some couples that we admire through some interviews and conversations that we're going to share with you. And we're going to talk about everything, sex, money, conflict, parenting, and a whole lot more. Because our mission is to help you make your marriage your deepest source of joy and your greatest impact in the world. That's what we have for you today. Thank you so much for tuning in, for listening. Don't forget to join our Facebook community. Also, jump on iTunes and subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. That helps us know how we're doing and helps other couples find us. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of the Legendary Marriage Podcast. We're thrilled to have you with us on the adventure. This is Danielle and Justin reminding you, don't settle for an ordinary marriage. Make yours legendary. Legendary.